Hey, I'm Fat Roland, and this week we meet Serafina, Tom, and Laura. Are they real people or just imaginary friends? You're about to find out because this is Hey Fat Roland, a podcast about meeting people. In episode four, I meet cool indie author Serafina Madsen, who's got a book out. Tom Hammersley, the singer of alt folk rock, alt, alt band rock, folk rock band, rocket ship, Forest, and another singer because it's two for the price of one at Lidl, Laura Sims Luddington from Monkeys in Love. And as always, I steal words off producer Lee and he cries until I talk them back at him. This episode, Lee meets 250 whole people, and I meet someone up in the air. Dodo Inc. used Kickstarter to set up their publishing company, they're really good, and their first novel is called Dodge and Burn. I met that book's author, Serafina Madsen, but instead of asking her about the book, I wasted several minutes of everybody's time by pulling random questions from a plastic bag. Listeners, please note there is an annoying mobile phone buzz in bits of this interview because aliens. Hey, Bat Rowan. Hey, Serafina Madsen. Welcome to the podcast. You are an author, a writer and an author. And so <laughs> you are going to ask, I'm going to ask you proper, proper literary questions to an author. And um, what I've got is a bag here. Uh, this bag has got some questions. You want to pick a question okay. from the bag, Serafina? I'm shaking up my Okay. Oh, just shuffling. <laughs> this is a card sharp. Okay. Um, so what do you, if you if you read out the question and then I will repeat the question for the audience. Okay. What do the symbols on a map mean? So, Serafina Madsen, what do the symbols on a map mean? Um, I'm not exactly sure what this... North, south, east, west, longitude, latitude... Whoa! There are probably a lot more symbols on maps, but I'm not really sure. That's quite... That, that, I, I, that's genuinely actually the most advanced answer I've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably correct. <laughs> so that's the first question in the interview. Would you like to pick another question okay. from the bag? Mm. These are... Proper literary questions, because that was about books of maps, no, this probably. Is quite a long one. Um, uh, so this is question question two uh, for Serafina, if you. Uh, okay, where would you be most likely to find a McPherson strut suspension? That's uh, so. Well, we're getting to know you. We're getting to know more about you. So it's a very deep and meaningful question. Where 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 would you most likely find? a McPherson strut suspension? I'm not really sure, but I would have to guess a car or a bike or um, a bridge. All, all three of those were probably right. I, mean, I don't actually have the answer to... <laughs> you don't know what it is either. No, I, I kind of just, I just sort of Googled like questions. And Popular then, questions. Yeah, and then sort of copied and pasted the questions, and then wrote them on sort of pieces of card, okay. and then put them inside the bag. 
Okay, right. So, so I, I don't... I'll have to go home and Google this. Yeah, that's fine. If you could get back to me, is that all right? Just uh, within a week? Cause that... Yeah. Yeah, good. I'll try. Uh, could, you, could you go uh, into, back into the bag for the third... I, I really feel we're... We're learning. Hot, I'll get a hot pink one. This, yeah, all the cards are different colours, and these so far the colours have been pink and yellow. We've got a pink one. Okay. Table salt has two chemical elements. Chlorine is one. What is the other one? Sophie, that's going to repeat repeat the question for for the audience so they can hear. Uh, table salt has two chemical elements. Chlorine is one. What is the other? element and the thing i really don't know the answer to this no, and i feel right. kind of stupid it's um i don't know it's probably um i don't know any elements um <laughs> it's probably oxygen that's an element oh, is it um, um I'm not bricks sure, i think uh, it's probably <laughs> wood mm. it's probably wood or oxygen Probably. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. uh, less. Something. I think it's definitely something crystally. Cri- crystals. crystals. That's yeah, an something, element. Something crystally. CR yeah. uh, for crystals. That's the element for crystals. Yeah, unless. I mean, I guess it would depend on whose table salt as well, because some people could mix their table salt with, I don't know, something illicit or. By cutting know. it with like hardcore, who knows, like sugar, yeah, or or if it's a giant like, table like salt, if you're really big, yeah, I don't know. I guess it would depend whose table you were at. Okay, we'll we'll check in. Final question from the bag of the bag of questions. The color of this card is is green. green. Okay. This is ghosts, fine. ghosts or clouds? Oh my gosh! Right, so I'll just repeat, repeat, repeat the question for the audience: ghosts or clouds? That is actually a really, really incredibly difficult question. I, I think you're stalling. You, you have to. I don't think I can got, say one or the other. I'm really gonna have to put ghosts. Is that Paxman? Ghosts? Just mm, answer. I, answer the question. I don't think I can. Don't, no, we can't. It's This but, one is too difficult. I have to pass on it. But, oh, oh. Okay, one final one. And, oh, and, no. Right, final one. And this has got to be a yes or no answer. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. Have you ever worn shoes? That's an amazing, because that was very lucky that it was actually it a was closed very question. Lucky. Um, okay. So, uh, have you have you ever... So, Stephanie Madsen, um, amazing author, very literary question. Have you ever worn shoes? I do believe I have. That is a podcast exclusive. Producer Lee rules his podcast with an iron fist. Oh, hold on. Can't read my writing. But producer Lee rules his podcast with an ironed fish. No idea why. It's just personal choice, I suppose. Here is us talking about some people. What he met. I met two hundred and fifty people who hated me. Well, that okay. So we you know you know you meant to bring stuff to this, these little chatettes, chatettes, mm-hmm. chatlets, chat chatlets, where. It's stuff that is 
not so if that's unusual because that strikes me as yeah i hear what you're saying yeah that i'm not very popular that's, that's essentially essentially what i'm saying uh, this was unusual though because they were all gathered in one place at the same time oh like so, a intervention <laughs> or a lynch mob <laughs> yeah one of the two so it was back a few years ago when i was doing stand-up comedy I dabbled in the world yeah. for, a few, for a few years uh, on the open mic circuit. Russell Grant Howard. Russell Grant Howard, yeah, well known uh, for his astrological jokes. Yeah. Were he. But they, there's a comedy club called the Frog and Bucket, and they've got a club in Manchester and a club in Preston. And they do this night for newer acts called Beat the Frog. Where they smash real frogs to pieces... With wit, yeah? Yeah. But then the frogs still die because they're all sort of bleeding. Yeah. I mean, that that's how the night started, but I think it's, Can we get it's, just, it's just in the name yeah. now. I don't think so. Uh, but they have this night called Beat the Frog, and it's yeah. what's known as a gong show. And the idea is that you have a maximum of five minutes. Yeah, okay. And three people in the audience are given these large cards. And the idea is once all three cards are up, that's it, your time's up. Yeah. Um so my it's harsh. It is it is quite harsh. Um but it does te- you've got to tell jokes straight away. So I was obviously struggling uh, with with, oh. with that part of it. Um What can you remember your opener? Do you know what actually I actually can't remember because Did it, you have a top hat? Because like all the all the all the best comedians have like top hats and those you know, the canes with a bendy end. If I'd thought Did, did that, you have a bendy end? Yes, I did, but that was nothing to do with the right. oh, That's good, that joke. That's like, yeah. Yeah, Russell, maybe Russell, Russell, Russell Grant would have done that. Yeah. I should have opened with that, maybe. Anyway, it was my third ever gig, um, and I'd done uh, a couple of really small, little, supportive ones, and then I sort of signed up to do this, and I had to travel all the way to Preston, which is not a nice place. Hi, I'm Fat, hey, Fat Roland. We'd like, we'd like to apologise... To all our viewers in Preston, carry on. But it's still a horrible place. Um, so I travelled all the way up there, and it's a big room, so 250 people. And I went on, and the my opener, which I don't remember now, which had gone reasonably well. Yeah, people, like, the, people like a bit the end. You know, at the, at the first two gigs, did not work. And it was horrible. Nobody laughed. It was just silence. And I was obviously dying incredibly hard, uh, sort of as 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 the as the saying the the comedic saying goes, I was dying. Um, and normally people get sort of gonged off really quickly, but oh. Preston oh. kept me on stage for three and a half of the longest minutes of my entire life because they wanted you all splattered like that little frog. Yes, on yes, stage, they did. Bleeding. Yeah. And metaphorically, from your bendy end. Yeah, metaphorically, that is what I was doing. Um, it was one of the most excruciating experiences of my entire life. Interesting point. So, what brought you on that great journey, shouting into a void to people that hate you and don't find you funny? Mm. To be doing this Hey Fat Roland podcast right now. Can you explain how far you you've come since? Well, since we I think we, when we we've 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 had no 
feedback on the podcast. That, that's a reference to that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, this is better because people might, that, that sort of ringing, clanging silence yeah. is happening, but I'm not there to see it or feel it. So it's better because you're dead inside. <laughs> yes, beat the frog, killed me inside. Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you help if I beat your bendy end with a big stick? Probably not now. No, no. maybe then. Okay, it's might have, might, might have helped you in the just, just, just not for Russell Grant. But that—that's what happened when I met 250 people who hated me. Ringing, ringing, I so would beat it. Rocket Chip Forest's new EP, Finger Thief, is out soon, so I caught up with lead singer Tom Hammersley to talk about rocket ships and forests. We can't we can't do that, that's really unperfect. They've got an EP to promote, you can't just talk about rocket... What? Okay, here's, here's Tom, here's Tom from Rocket Chip Forest. Hey, Fat Roland. Hey, Tom Hammersley, who is in a band with all the music. Uh, this is very nice. Um, your 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 band. What is what is your band? No, I've already pre-announced it. What is your band name, Tom Hammersley? Uh, Rocket Ship Forests. Which is good because this interview is going to be a highly experimental uh, interview because your band is called Rocket Ship Forest. And so this is going to be in two halves. The first half is going to be about rocket ships. Rocket ships. And the second half is going to be about forests. For, for, don't yeah, don't interrupt. It's about forests. <laughs> so here I've got four four questions. Question number one about rocket rocket ships. Tom Hammersley, number one. What is your favourite rocket ship? Um, the Nostromo, that's a rocket ship, right? From Alien? Oh, UK, yes. Yeah? Yeah, that's a rocket ship. Yeah, a bit scary. Good rocket ship, though. Yeah. And you get a good idea of the layout, because the camera's all up in it. That's true. It's all that everywhere, isn't it? Ridley Um, Scott's there to look after me. Yeah, yeah, pressing all the buttons to make it fly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's real. And (laughs) question, that's your favourite rocket ship. Question two on rocket ships... What, where, when you up in the sky, when is, what's the, let me rephrase that, where's the, where's the furthest you've gone in a rocket ship, Tom Hammersley? Oh, the furthest I've gone in a rocket ship is, uh, two, two miles, uh, just, just to get me to work, you know, just A to B. You take a rocket ship to work. A rocket ship. Yeah. To work. Yeah. Two miles. Yeah. It's sideways on yeah. the streets. My carbon footprint is off the charts. That's amazing. That's question. That's question two of the rocket ships half of the of the podcast. Question three: Have you ever have you ever like got on a like got, got into town and got on like a train and then gone to like that London and then gone like on a big plane and then you gone like all the way over to like. Houston, and then have you ever then landed and then got the shuttle bus out to Cape Canaveral and then uh, gone up to like someone in a spacesuit and said, Can I have a look at your rocket ship? Yeah. Question four is Would you like to fly a rocket ship into the heart of the sun? Oh, I'd love to. That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. It'd be romantic. Yeah. 
Who would you Who would you do it with? Uh, my girlfriend. No, me. Oh, uh, Fat Roland. Fat, fat, the Fat Rollins <laughs> would be. That's lovely. It's really nice. That is the first half of the rocket ship forest interview. The second half uh, now is about forests, and here are four questions about forests. Question number one: What is your favourite forest? Um, Sherwood Forests. Correct answer. <laughs> that is, is, because is. there's a guy in it who wears the same colour as the leaves. Yeah. There's a bad man as well, got to watch out for him. Yeah, you've got to be careful, okay, climb careful. up a tree and hide. Mm. But not in the winter, because he can see you. <laughs> uh, question, question number two, where, where's, where's the furthest you've been in a forest? Oh, really far in, right to the middle. Yeah, that tree. Where it gets really dark. The tree over there. Yeah, that, that tree, tree. That, that tree. tree. That old, oh. old, that old tree. It's good though. It's worth it. It's worth the trip. Yeah. There used to be a squirrel in that tree. Oh, get out. Yeah. Oh. It died, but. Oh, that's a shame. That's yeah. always sad when a squirrel so, dies. Would you, would you go to, would you get a, a bus and a plane and a shuttle bus to, all the way to Houston, to Cape Canaveral, and go up to uh, someone in a spa- in a spacesuit and say, "Can I have a look at your forest?" No, never. Que- question four: Would you like to fly a forest into the heart of the sun? Yes, that was very considered. And who would you like to? This is a loaded question. Mm. Last, who would you like to fly a forest? Definitely not my girlfriend. No, definitely not. Definitely not. That Tom Hammersley says not, not his girlfriend. It would be. It would have to be Fat Roland. Thanks. Do you want some money? Yes, I'd love some. Links to all of my victim, my interviewees in the description. By the way, right. Contractual Clause 17b, Subsection 5. Hey, Fat Roland must include a second talk with producer Lee. Start legally binding audible interaction now. I met a gliding instructor. Is that, I, is that a Dutch thing? I met a people that fly around in the glitters in the air. A gliding instructor. What? Gliding. Oh. I start again. I met. A gliding instructor, and I glided in a, in a glider up in the air. That's a, that's a good anecdote, that. Thanks. Do you, um, do you, want, do you want to flesh it out a little yeah, bit? so... For this section? Yeah, yeah we've got four minutes. So what you do... So where, where was it? Where did you, where it did was you some do the gliding? Fi- some airfield years ago. And it was with a, a scout troop thing. And we were in a field and it gets attached. The glider is just like just a piece of wood. Just a piece of wood. Just a bit like a wardrobe. You get in the wardrobe. Yeah. And you are attached to like a tractor. And then the tractor pegs it through a field with the, wardrobe, the glider attached to it and the glider then starts to like take off. Oh, I'm in a flying wardrobe. So it's and attached it, to a... A tractor, not, yeah. not like another plane? No, no. So the tractor bombs it down the field and then slowly but surely the, board, the glider starts to 
take off and get lift. Right. Yeah. And he goes, up, up and up and down in the sky, we're walking in the air, all, all the way into the sky. And then, at a certain point, the, the farmer who's in the in the tractor, because he's got to go and get the eggs and stuff, he, he then releases the rope thing, and you shoot up, like, properly, like, you know when you go over a hill, big hill in a car, and your stomach goes, whoop? Yeah. That, but, like, really massively, it falls out of your bottom. And you go really, really high in the wardrobe, in the glider, into the sky. Um, and then we're up flying up and propping the air and that in the glider. So, um, I don't think I've ever... Because it's quite quiet, isn't it? You know, there's no, there's <coughs> no engine. Wood, just before, just, just before, just before, just before, just before. So... I've never been that high up in the air. It's high. And quiet. Mm. So there was a book that I read when I was a child. Yes. About a boy who is lying on a hill and he's looking up and he sees the clouds. And he sees a cloud that looks a little bit like a bear. Right. And then the bear sort of indicates to him. Mm -hmm. And somehow he ends up and he actually goes up to the cloud where the bear is. Okay. And the bear's like a person. Ooh. And the bear's got like a cave. Stranger danger. And when he's and when he's happy, it's the clouds white and it's sunny. Right. But if he's unhappy, it's thundery and rainy. Right. So obviously, that happens up in the air. Okay. Skip to the end. Did you see that or something like it while you were in the glider? No, none of that. In in many ways, that uh, forty seconds to a minute of uh, exposition about the. It's a the, good the, book. The, the Bear in the Air. Bear in the Air? That's what the book was called. Was it? I think it's called was The Bear it? in the Air. I think it's called The Bear uh, in the Air. Uh, it was possibly a waste of podcast listeners' time. So anyway, so we were whoop, in the air, and then the instructor, instructor says, now it's all yours. And then he gives you, you get other controls. That's bold. Yeah, it's really good. And because he, he talks about thermals and stuff, so you know, you know what you're looking for. You know what you're looking for. Um, Can you see a thermal? Uh, no, we feel them because they lift you up. Oh. And um, anyway, we crashed, took out six houses. I mean, there were many deaths. Many deaths. Many thousands. So it's sudden, pretty tragic. So suddenly, me talking about the bear in the air. Well, they all seemed, died. Seems seems a little less. All the cloudy bears died. All of them. All no. So what, you crashed into the cloud houses. I cra- crashed into the clouds, and they fell on the houses. The bears fell on the houses. The, the, the clouds, the bears. Where are the bears? The wardrobe. Open all the clothes. Fall out of the wardrobe, and then what was the? So we were up in the bear. We're up the bear, and we the bears gets the clothes on. And then the the guy comes back with the eggs in the tractor, and and then everything crashes to the ground. And then we all have a, a nice omelet, uh, and that that that's what I'm really confused. That's what happened when I met a living in bear wardrobe bear. So lonely. Well, if you believed in the bear in the air, you wouldn't be lonely, would you? If, if that's not worth an iTunes rating or a mention on Twitter, I do not know what is. 
The band Monkeys in Love say they sound a bit like, quote, a drunk stereo lab. But you may also notice if you see them live, which you should, that singer Laura Sims Luddington wears an owl costume. Owls, what's that about? What, what, what owls, owls, it's observational, observational comedy there. Owl, owls. Owls, what what's what are they about? Hey fat Roland. Hey Laura from Monkeys in Love. Welcome to the podcast. Good night. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've been to your gigs and I've noticed that you you dress up like an owl. I do. Out of the gigs. I do. Um so what I thought this interview I thought I'll theme it and I'll ask you some questions about owls. And people don't know, owls are big, bitey birds with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's basically it. So, uh, question, question, one, question one for Laura from Monkeys in Love. Uh, how many owls are in the band Monkeys in Love? Oh, just the one. Just me. Just, okay, that's the question one. Question two <laughs> on my piece of paper is... What is what is the best height for an owl? Uh, a um, eight feet tall, B uh, three stories high, or C yay high? I would say yay high. Okay, because yay good. high can be as high as you want it to be. Oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah. You could use an implement to make it go higher. Well, depending on who's saying it, if someone else says yay high, then yeah, you just look at the hands. Or you could stand on top of a building and make it even higher Whoa. by going, yay high. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, that, that's the correct answer. <laughs> que- question three. Um, so you know how you sort of you sort of grow up and you've also got the innocence of childhood and then you sort of, you learn all about owls and then you grow up sort of really believing in owls and then you discover that all owls are basically just like hollow and that so it's just feathers inside inside <laughs> and inside there's just dust what's up with that it just it just destroys all your all your hopes it does. for the future yeah it does i've also learned another fact whenever we went to um an, like an owl place it's <laughs> right. a prey place an owl place yeah. an owl place yeah. there was many owls um owls are actually really thick Okay, as in, as in uh, girth, or as in intelligence. A bit both, really. <laughs> <laughs> why? So why? But they're they're kind of they're predators. Like they're pretty, they're famously keen-eyed, and yeah, they're not. The, the eyes take up too too much of the head, <laughs> no and room. the ears, mainly the ears, I think, take up too too much of the head. So the brain's actually really small. Owl, you know owls haven't got massive ears. They're not like It's inside. Ma- what? It's inside the ears. That's just stupid. Inside the head. That's just stupid. So what's up with, like, that uh, there was a big hit in 1965, they didn't write it, and then it was, like, number one in 1990, and it was uh, the Righteous Brothers' unchained... Meowledy, and and that and I I've noticed that song doesn't have any owls in. What's up with that? 
just uh, I, I feel it's a real shame that they're taking an owl's name in, in vain and an owl's everything about an owl, the essence of owl, they're yeah. taking it in vain. I think that's re- really off. So righteous brothers, if I think they're dead, aren't they? They're not very righteous. No, if you if you're listening to this, you've been told that's that question. Would you rather have an owl where its doors sort of clicked back on a magnetic clicking thing, or an owl just had no? So it's wardrobes. Uh, what? Here are some anagrams of owls. No, oh no, I've said the answer. What is what is Laura? What is this an anagram of? Low. That's spelt L O W. Wow. Wrong. Minus minus ten. I've just realised that your band name's Monkeys in Love, and monkeys are funnier. Yeah, maybe we should address this. Oh, we did used to have a monkey costume. Did you? But who, a monkey mask. Who who dresses the monkey? Many people. We should um, give the masks out to people <laughs> to dance around in. And was you you then kind of famously donning your owl outfit a kind of a, a protest against oh, the, no. the was, dominance of monkeys? It was it was uh, pre owl. I used to dress as a magpie at that point. Pre owl, yeah, a magpie. Yeah. Wow. It was was that after dressed as a fox hunter? You I what? Think, dressed as a fox hunter. Wow. Frankly. But uh, but you went for the one with the ears on the inside. The fox hunter with the ears on the inside. No, you no, you went for the the only animal with. Oh the, yeah. With in, internal inside ears. Oh no, uh, humans have inside ears as well. Right, this is we're gonna have to. Talk they have about. outside and inside. This is really confusing. <laughs> inside, inside, That was Serafina Madsen, Tom Hammersley, Laura Sims Luddington and the wind beneath my wings, the breeze beneath my britches, the gust beneath my gussets, producer Lee. There's a ratings and reviews bit on iTunes. Please go there now and leave some feedback. It's a minute's effort, but a huge benefit to Hey Fat Roland. No, it really is. And uh, waggle your tentacles at me in the world of the social internets. I'm at Fat Roland on Twitter. Come see me host Bad Language this Wednesday or judge a poetry anti-slam next weekend. Information at fatroland.co.uk or if you're if you're listening to this too far in the future, enjoy your time machine. Don't give me one. That's fine. Whatever. The Hey Fat Roland podcast was written by Fat Roland with additional material by Lee Moore. It was produced for the internet by Lee and Ian. Hey, hey Fat, Fat Roland. Roland.